and sports and it is sports time as we are talking week 17 the final week in the regular season in the 2020 national football league can't believe we made it this far we just kept our heads down and kind of plowed through it much like the nfl uh joining me today bill needles how are you bill i am just fine thank you sir all right good to have you rounding out our trifecta as always is going to be the guy who crunched all of the numbers as for who gets in and who gets out for this particular podcast craig needles how are you doing I love doing this probably more than I should. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is fun. I like, like I thought yeah, I was doing I, it. Yeah, I like, I'm weird about two different things when it comes, well, I'm weird about a lot of things when it comes to sports fandom, but uh, one of them is tiebreakers and projections, and the other one is uh, CBAs. I have very, very, uh, very, very precise knowledge of the four major sports CBAs, uh, but uh, this is the other one I'm weird about, so I'm excited to do it. Boy, the Mets are going to throw Springer a lot of money, aren't they? Like the the, the Jays yeah. are our, our beloved Jays That's are not getting Springer, right? CBA, uh, the, the the Major League Baseball is the least complicated CBA of the bunch. I think there's a chance the Jays wind up with him. I think that the Mets might wind up going another direction. We'll see. The Jays have fewer needs than the Mets do, so. Yeah, I'm curious. I, I I would like it if George Springer played for the Blue Jays, and I know people say, well, he's 31, but I think his skills will age decently well enough to give him a five-year deal, even the age 36 season. Well, it won't be a bargain. It won't be a disaster either. But that's all right. So we had a kind of disastrous week 16. I yeah. managed to squeeze out a three and two week. Bill, unfortunately, 0 and five. Uh, Craig, two and three. We all got absolutely biffed by the Indianapolis Colts who were up 17 and We all would have felt pretty good when they were up 17. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I thought, I honestly was against like... Offense I had, that looked dead for a month. They yeah. were up 17 and a half time against an offense that hadn't done anything for a month, and they lost the game. Yeah, it was so bad. And, like, not only that, they should have been up even more because there was the weird uh, fumble at the, end of the, at the end of the first half, right, that never should have happened, and that led to a three-yard drive by the... Uh, by the the vaunted Steelers offense, and it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, man. that was the like only they... they had the first half. It could have been 24-0 at halftime, easily. Yeah, it looked like they injected Ben with something at halftime, and he was just like, all right, let's go. <laughs> just like, man, it was crazy. I'm not casting aspersions or anything. I'm just saying that's just what it like, looked like because he was a completely different person in that second half, and it's just, man. And, like, I, 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 I had I had the – my, my – uh, brother joined me on a few christmas tickets just for funsies he bought some of my action and i was speaking of all of our action like okay so we don't have to worry about the colts uh what do we need to sweat here blah, blah, blah. and then all of a sudden it was like oh wait a minute spoke too soon on the colts what the hell's happening there right and it just was what and, line and, did you wind up getting on that christmas ticket for the colts oh i think it was colts minus one at the time because oh okay I, I, yeah i was betting so it's not even stuff. like you had like it's not, yeah okay 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 yeah by then the line but even then i still was like we should like i still like this colts line minus one and i know uh, there were a few sharps who were on the Colts minus one and there there, there were although uh in the in the morning when the I, I did read a few sharp betters that were on the Steelers saying the hate had gone too far the other way but even even they at halftime were like well <laughs> had to be like well don't think I'm gonna get that one but uh yeah here we are they they Steelers man like came back and then although like it was bittersweet for me because I lost most of my Christmas day tickets but uh 
I definitely had the Steelers to win the AFC North uh, ticket at the beginning. That paid pretty handsomely because they were obviously behind Baltimore in the uh, in the preseason, right? So their odds were a little bit longer there. So that was fun. And it got a little janky at the end there, but uh, managed to uh, get through that one. But, yeah, I just – I was so upset at that because all three of us had it. We had it on a few tickets. We needed it for the picks in the in, in the contest, and, and it was just – and then I read that stat that said that Mike Tomlin had never won – like in the Mike Tomlin era, the if the, the the Pittsburgh Steelers had never made a comeback when down 17, save for that one game last <laughs> Sunday. And I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. That's the kind of stat you like to read, right? Jeez. Ugh. Oh, what are you going to do? Anyway. Let's uh, let's get to it because we got a lot of games this week. They're all played on Sunday, and we need to go through all these weird tiebreaker scenarios to try to decipher which games to bet on. And right off the hop, we got one that has been jumping around a lot. Um, Dolphins head to Buffalo. Buffalo clinched a playoff, but I know that they can. Uh, we'll throw it to Craig in a second. I know that they can can get the two seed through some various stuff. So they will be semi trying in this one, depending on. But they'll also be scoreboard watching. Probably that Steelers Browns game. This line opened up at Buffalo minus four and a half. It earlier, like, like it opened, it was Buffalo minus four and a half Tuesday because they played on when, because they played on Monday. And when I checked this morning, it was Buffalo minus one, and it has since moved to Buffalo minus two. And as of us having this conversation, it is currently uh, Bills minus two. Where are you on this one, Craig? I I like Miami. I think. Uh, Basically, the Bills situation is they get the two seed if either A, they win, or B, Pittsburgh loses. Pittsburgh appears to be waving the white flag on the two seed. So I think what you'll see, especially if Cleveland has a nice first half, is Buffalo kind of taking their foot off the gas as as this goes on here. So I don't think you're going to see Josh Allen the whole time. Um that that being said, the Bills seemingly a public indicating they're going to play to win. But the fact that they have signed Kenny Stills, or at least are about to sign Kenny Stills, tells me that we're not going to see Cole Beasley this week. He left the Monday Nighter. Uh, we're not going to see John Brown again. Uh, so now with Stefan Diggs is six yards open every play. It doesn't really matter who else the receivers are, but uh, <laughs> which is what happened against the Patriots. But um, I, I, I think that we're going to see at least a start Buffalo actually trying to win this game. I still think Miami's my pick, though, just because I know for sure the Dolphins are trying both halves or I'm not sold on Buffalo doing that. They have come out and said that they are going to start uh, Tua Tagovailoa in this game after the weird Saturday nighter. He is their their second-best quarterback, so that doesn't tell us much. True. Um, Yeah, the, the... to, the Dolphins have said they're starting to attack Availoa after they had he had to be benched in the fourth quarter of that Raiders game on Sunday night. That made me go full fetal position. That enti- that last five minutes, I just like you could have just put me in a rocking like I was comatose each, in a rocking had chair. Two scoring drives. Each team had two scoring drives in the last four minutes of that football game. Yeah, That's and, and like. Nuts. I, I was just like I was just like the the one woman in the in the in the Simpsons who was like no Bart put it down put it down Bart. like I was like that and I'm like no Fitzpatrick don't throw it don't throw it like, it was just like this like when he came in I Pierce. was worried this oh. isn't Pierce this is Carly I look after him now yeah exactly that's what it was but luckily <laughs> I came like I came through with the money but even then it was like okay. Uh, 
I'm pretty sure the sequence at the end of the game where uh, jo where Josh Jacobs was he could have scored a couple times but didn't what you know slid down yep. at the one one yard line so that they could get it down to 19 seconds and then kick the field goal uh, and, and with the plus three I was like okay perfect 19 seconds left they just got to squib it and then don't do anything stupid and then all of a sudden <laughs> guys open down the sideline and they tack on the fifth like the, the 15 yards because Fitzpatrick nearly got his head yanked around his body and then all of a sudden they're at like the 33 or something and Fitzpatrick takes like a shot that wasn't really you know like once the ball was like very, very the, safe yeah once the camera panned it, it was like you know you know, once the camera panned, I was like, okay, I'm fine. But as he was winding up, I was like, no! All right? Like, it was just, oh, it was a bad one. Um, Billy, they are starting uh, to attack Vailoa instead of uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Do you believe that to be a mistake at this current juncture? And also, what are your thoughts on the Bills minus two? I think at the end of the day, you got to start Tua because you got to find out if he's your guy or not. Like, I, I know they need to win. Um, but eventually you're going to have to put your faith in Tua. Um, Fitzpatrick is good, but every third game, it seems he has a disastrous game. There's really not much reliability there. Um, I like Buffalo here for a couple reasons. One, I think Buffalo is a much better team too. I don't know what the point differential has to be in Cleveland for them to take the foot off the gas. Um, but it would have to be really high. Uh, for them to just not try to just straight up win this game and control their own destiny here. Um, so I like Buffalo. I think they're a much better team than Miami. It's just the circumstances in week 17 always tend to change things a little bit. Next up, the Baltimore Ravens headed to Cincinnati. Baltimore, I believe, needs a win to get in, and they are currently minus 12 against the Bengals. Normally, I would say this is a spot to take the Bengals because, you know, hell, they've been covering the last couple of weeks. Quietly, them and the Jets are, are, are winning a lot of money for the Sharps on the par on the uh, money lines and the whatnot. But, uh, yeah, the Ravens need to win this to get into the playoffs. They uh, Their offense is finally humming. A lot of that has to do with the fact that they seem to have established a running game. And, um, yeah, the, the Ravens don't play badly against bad teams like you see that happen at the at uh, you know a lot of the top half teams sometimes play down to the level of their opponent when they get in spots like that but the ravens don't seem to do that so i like the minus 12 here not enough to put it in the contest but i think i think there's a there's a good spot to tease the ravens down and get them at a at a, at a nicer number on some tickets that would be my opinion on this game uh where are you on this one craig and what are the ravens chances of getting in ravens have three outs their first out of course is beating the bengals they also get in no matter what if Pittsburgh beats Cleveland or if Jacksonville beats Indianapolis. Clearly of the three outs, beating the Bengals is the most likely to occur. Uh, so I, I think that Baltimore wins this game. And look, there's a time when I didn't think Baltimore was going to make the playoffs. After that loss to New England, even though it was a gross, weird game, I thought that Baltimore wasn't going to make it. But they certainly turned things around lately. Uh, that uh, dramatic Monday night game, which goes probably unless something strange happens this week, and maybe it will, the the, game, the Monday night game against Cleveland goes down as the best game of the regular season. Um, but that that might be what the, the, the turning point is for them and why they make the playoffs. They, if they didn't have that game in their pockets right now, they'd be uh, they'd be in a roll to hurt this week, and they'd need a whole lot of help or at least uh, some help from some pretty lousy teams. So I think Baltimore gets in uh, in a situation where the favored teams all win this weekend uh the baltimore ravens would play against tennessee 
in a 4-5 matchup in the AFC playoffs, I kind of think that Baltimore, even though they lost to Tennessee in the playoffs last year, Baltimore would have a good chance at that one. We'll see what happens. But if the teams that are currently favored by the point spread all win in the AFC, that'll be your matchup next week. Uh, Baltimore Ravens minus 12 on the road in Cincinnati. What do you think, Bill? I think it's it's probably too many for the road. I, I understand that Baltimore has a heck of a lot more to play for, but it, it's not easy to beat a team in the NFL by double digits like that, especially when you're the road team. Um, I'm taking the points here, but it's certainly not one of my five. Yeah. I call back to a couple years ago when Baltimore was playing the Bengals in the last week of the season. Baltimore was in a win-and-in situation. The Bengals had nothing to play for. The Bengals won the football game. That game was in Baltimore, no less. That game got Buffalo into the playoffs, which was uh, set off a crazy party in Buffalo, which I want to talk about parties in Buffalo for a second. But uh, (laughs) I don't rule out the Bengals making this game close. And if this game is close at halftime and in the third quarter, all of a sudden the Bengals are playing with house money and the Ravens have some pretty jangled nerves. So it turns into an awkward situation. Now, again, the Ravens have more than one out. They've got a few outs, but still. As for the situation surrounding the party in Buffalo, the Bills are going to have just under 7,000 fans at their playoff game next week. That was announced today by the governor of New York. And we are going to find out once and for all, what is the better preventative for coronavirus? Is it A, the vaccination, or B, being slammed through a flaming table? I don't know. Do you see that Andre Uh, Reid? Right now, I'm not sure which it is. Do you see that Andre Reid, former Buffalo Bill, a great and Hall of Fame wide receiver, jumped through a table this week in solidarity no. with the Bills Mafia? Yeah, it was all over that's, his like in, it was all over social media. You, I'm sure if you Google Andre Reid, you'd, you'd probably the first thing that pops up before the fact that he's in the Hall of Fame right now, right? Like, the fact that he dope through, all, like, all out of I'm a tree saying, through a table. All I'm saying is that I'm not a medical expert, but because he was slammed through a table, actually, no, maybe the table has to be on fire. But if you are slammed through a, fa- a flaming table, can you get COVID? And the answer might be no. Who's to say? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, we're certainly going to find out. I'm not this really at this point. Yeah, you can't oh, rule it out. So. Uh, next up, the Pittsburgh Steelers head to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Uh, this line opened up at Browns minus six. That was when we thought Ben Roethlisberger might still be playing this game. But uh, they announced that it is going to be Mason Rudolph, and I would imagine some of their other uh, more veteran type uh, and players. Like, I don't expect to see T.J. Watt out there, and if he is, not for very long. Um, so this line I has think if since... it's the same thing. Like, if, it, if this game's too important for Ben Roth, if, if this game's not important enough for Ben Roethlisberger to be in, it's not important enough for a lot of their guys to be in, you know? Exactly. Uh, so the Steelers are currently, like, I, I'm, I'm into the line of, like, Mason Rudolph revenge game would be great. But uh, the line is currently Browns minus 10. Uh, the Sharps, I remember jumping on the Browns minus early. So I, I, I don't have the Browns for the purpose of this, uh, uh, for the purpose of the contest. But I got, I, I saw that the Sharps had bet some, some, some bills on the Browns so that I, uh, I have the Browns on a few tickets with the minus six, which is pretty fun. That said, if there's a team that can blow this spot after getting their fans' hopes up for the last <laughs> two months... The Mason Rudolph go Mason Rudolph going into Cleveland after getting his head smashed in a month ago, like last year by uh, by <laughs> Miles Garrett. Mason Rudolph going in there and and ending the Cleveland Browns playoff hopes. Boy, that'd be that'd be that would be something else. Can the Browns make it? In? Is it? A, it's it's obviously a winning in for the Browns, but uh, like they like it's winning in for the Browns, is it not, Craig? Yes, the Browns have two outs. One beat 
uh, the Steelers, who are not trying very hard to win. That obviously is their best out. Two, if Jacksonville beats Indianapolis, the Browns are in no matter what happens in this game. Or three, if Houston... uh, Actually, no, never mind. The Houston-Tennessee game has zero impact on the Browns situation. So it's the only those two games that matter to the Browns. Either they win or the Jaguars win. If neither of those happen, then the Browns' playoff hopes are over. And I'll tell you, if they don't make the playoffs because they had to play a game against the Jets without receivers, that is going to be a hard thing for people to stomach. Now, that being said, the Jets are a very, very lousy team. So if one were to say, hey, you know what, Cleveland, you should have just beaten the Jets whether you had wide receivers or not, I think that is a fair response. But they did have to play a game against NFL competition without a position yeah. group. That's that's and, an awkward situation. And you know better than that than anybody as a Denver Broncos fan that it just doesn't work like that. Like you can't have yeah. practice squatters that you can't have practice squatters out there as your three now, wide receivers. I would argue that the quarterback is a tougher spot than obviously the much worse. But <laughs> it's it's the difference is neg- right. it, it, the difference is negligible if you have to throw it to Austin Hooper thirty times. And you know yeah. what the sharps knew the sharps knew this on on Wednesday when we recorded this podcast on Wednesday. I came on and I told the both of you guys. I said the sharps are all over the Jets. I don't know why the Jets just had their big uh the, the Jets just had their big victory again against uh, the Rams the week before so I don't know it's not like them to take the Jets in back-to-back scenarios they had bet so much money on the Jets and I said all right I'm not questioning it I'm just gonna take because the Sharps know more Wasn't than me I'm taking the Jets didn't we, record this? didn't we record this before the Landry and Higgins and Peoples Jones news came out though I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying the Sharps yeah. knew they they you, had you think inside. they knew about it in advance well maybe yes they I think had they a did. Fit- they certainly felt pretty good about the plus nine, that's for sure. Yeah, because they love the plus nine, and and I I I yeah, they they had to have known. They had to because obviously the sharps are the sharps because they put in the research, but I, they also have their inside guys who tell them stuff like that, and I'm I'm fairly certain they knew, and uh, that's another reason why they were all over the Browns minus six too this week because they they would have had their inside guy that would tell them from and the Pittsburgh side was like, yeah, Ben ain't going to be playing this week. <laughs> we're going to be sitting everybody. Uh, Browns currently minus ten against the Steelers. Bill, what do you think? It's, it, it's so hard this week when when some teams don't care. I, I think you. I think I take the points here. I, I think Cleveland comes away with a win, but I, I don't think they'll be able to march over Pittsburgh. So if you're getting that many points against a, a pretty good team, um, give me Pittsburgh. You got some backups that tend to try to prove themselves. Give me Pittsburgh. I think they cover it. All right, uh, Craig. How do you feel about the minus ten? It's a tough line. I think I'm going to take Cleveland just from the perspective of if it's a situation where the Browns get up early. Like, look, this this offense, the Pittsburgh offense, has not been running at anything remotely close to decent efficiency with Ben Roethlisberger in there. I suspect that will be a lot worse with Mason Rudolph. So uh, if you can't run the ball and Mason Rudolph is your quarterback, that is a bad, bad mix. And I'll tell you, Pittsburgh couldn't run the ball against the Colts either. They just found other ways to move the ball. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. So I, I think that it's a situation where Cleveland, if they get up early, if things go their way, all the, the, you're going to want the 10 points because this game might uh, might be over quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Bill, uh, your boys, the Minnesota Vikings, head into Detroit to take on my boys, or at least some of my boys. Uh, I mean, just boo, boo this football game. Um, this is one I, of five games this week that has zero impact whatsoever on playoff seating. 
Yeah, um, Vikings are minus six and a half. I'm here to tell you, take the Vikings. The Lions aren't going to show up for this game. They've already got guys like Marva Jones and stuff talking about, yeah, I can't wait to get the free agency. I, I Very rarely do I take a minus 10 on the road. I told you guys, what, like, once all the coaches and stuff came out, obviously that stuff matters. They have the, like, assistant intern wide receiver coach, like, wide receiver coach as the head coach in that game against the against the Bucks. It, it was a, a glorified exhibition for the Bucks in that in that Saturday afternoon game, and it, it was that, laughable. That was, I think that was the worst performance I've seen an NFL team put together this season. Quite yeah, easy. and it and was it was, it was absolutely horrific. And the proud owners of of, of <laughs> proudly boasted by my team, the the team I chose to cheer for as a young lad, the Detroit Lions. God, what a mistake that was. Um, Vikings lost a heartbreaker the night before, during which they gave up the second greatest fantasy performance of all time, which could have been the greatest fantasy performance of all time, except for some reason, uh, Sean Payton was like, yeah, let's give Taysom a score. You know, we got to keep Taysom happy. Uh, <laughs> why he did that, I just don't know. Maybe he had Taysom in his fantasy team and needed a couple couple. Actually, points. Sean Payton said after the game that his son won his fantasy title, uh, or not after the game, but uh, during news conference this week, that his son won a fantasy football title in his league because he had Alvin Kamara on his team, which... If I were playing in Sean Payton's son fantasy league, I'd be pretty pissed off about that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it seems like there might be a little the hell chance, some sort of tampering. Um, yeah, take the Vikings in the six and a half. Uh, Matt Stafford, unfortunately, has played his last game as no, Dal- a Detroit Lion. Dalvin no Dalvin Cook. I don't know if it makes you feel differently about this game. Nah, not really. I, I would still be on the Vikings. First matter to attend to. He's not going to be in the lineup for the Vikings. I suspect it's a situation where if the game mattered at all to the Vikings, that he'd be there, but he's not going to mm. be there. Now, uh, Vikings minus six and a half. Your boys, how do you feel, Bill? Yeah, I don't know. They're a, they're a better team than Detroit, but uh, they've yeah they've given up eighty points in the last two weeks, and to the Bears and the Saints, which they haven't been exactly gangbusters. I know Breeze is back, um, but man, on the ground has just been painful. What three hundred yards on the ground in the last two games? Um, I honestly, I, I'm taking the Vikings because I think that Cousins and Jefferson and Thielen just light this game up. Mm-hmm. That's that's I think it goes. Yeah, I just think just, I think Minnesota scoring a lot of points in this game. Yeah, I don't think you have to think too hard about it. I think it'll look very similar to the. I mean, I'm sure the Lions will have some of their coaches back, but I think this will this will be like not 100 percent, but 75, 80 percent of what we witnessed on Sunday in terms of effort level from the Lions, especially with Chase Daniels out there backing them up and like the Lions only scored the Lions would have got shut out if not for uh Agnew making a a good a punt return like he he returned a touchdown for a punt otherwise they get shut out 45 nothing or whatever the heck it was right like this yeah this is for an off-season podcast and not a weekly preview podcast but I uh I've been doing a lot of thinking about who I want to play quarterback for the Denver Broncos next year and I think that the answer is very clearly Matthew Stafford now how that works out I don't know but I think that's I think that's my my dream answer it's going to be you and the Colts in a tug of war. I think it's going to be your Broncos and the Colts in a tug of war for Stafford. I really do. If I think the Colts I, don't make the playoffs, which is entirely possible, then th- there is a conversation they might have about Rivers. Rivers, I think, has played pretty well this year, but he's obviously not a long-term solution. No. Um, and if, yeah, we all agree. Take the Vikings in this one. Moving on. The New York Jets. I mean, you always want to play your best football in December, you guys. And the New York Jets are doing that. So, uh, good on them, I guess. <laughs> they headed New England to take on the Patriots. Uh, wow, I don't know what else to say other than um, the Jets are the better football team, you guys. The Jets, the Jets are the better football team. <laughs> you take the Jets. <laughs> like... Here's a scenario that I'm going to paint for you right now. Yeah. The New York Jets 
currently have two wins and 13 losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, less than a month ago, we were talking about them as one of the worst teams in the history of the NFL. They are going to Foxborough, Massachusetts, where they're playing the New England Patriots. And the spread is three and a half. Yeah. What, what universe are we living in? If this was the Tom Brady era Patriots, the spread for this game is 17 and a half points. Yeah. <laughs> a year ago, this was 17. Yeah. If, 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 they, if they played this game in September, it's 17. Like, <laughs> what? Lord. Like, well, I, like, we're living in bizarre world. Uh, I kind of like the... I, I, I was going to say I kind of like the Jets, but I think I have to take the Patriots. Like, it's only I, three I don't half. know. I'm on the Jets in this one. They're not going to be one of my five, but I'm, uh, I'll probably be on the Jets when I bet this game. Now, for the, from the perspective of the mental health of Jets fans, the fact that the Jets are picking second in the draft, no matter what happens this week, probably mm. makes them pretty good. Yeah. Also, that win against Cleveland, if Jacksonville comes back and they beat the Colts on Sunday, which isn't likely, but maybe they beat the Colts once this season, if Jacksonville beats the Colts on Sunday, and that win against the Browns winds up being what costs the Jets Trevor Lawrence, that's going to be awkward as well. I don't think so, because like the, the Jaguars know they've got it, so they might actually try this so, week. Last, last, in that fight, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, well, last week I don't know that pick at the at the end, like they they had they get the pick on on Mitch that Trubisky in the red zone with 40 seconds left, and you think, okay, we're gonna get into halftime with a 14-14 game here. It's gonna be pretty sweet, and then they they roll the old Mike Glennon and throw it to the other team play, and like like Mike Glennon threw it so obvious to that <laughs> to that Bears se- well, guy in the secondary. That I was honestly like, whoa, <laughs> right? Like to me, the, hmm. the, the tankingest thing about the Jaguars this year, and there have been a lot of them, is I think Gardner Minshew is like a pretty decent, like top forty-ish NFL quarterback. And the fact that they're like fighting excuses to play all these other guys other than Gardner Minshew instead of Gardner Minshew tells me they're trying to lose these games. Yeah, we know that Gardner Menchu can accidentally win football games for the Jaguars. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. We, we see him do it. We see him. Do, we see. It. We saw him do it. In last fact, year. he did it week it. one against the yeah, very team they'll against, be playing this against, week. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, the fact that they are finding excuses to play people other than Gardner Minshew tells me they're doing this because they want to lose football games. Which, to be clear, if Trevor Lawrence is the prize at the end of losing these football games, which he clearly has become for Jacksonville, it that is that's the right decision. They 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 made the right call. But uh, it is suspicious that Gardner Minshew, who's clearly the best quarterback on the roster, has not played very much this season. Uh, we did not break the uh, thirty, no, like the the thirty X barrier as far as the uh, over unders this season. This game is the closest, Bill, as the New York Jets and Patriots uh, over under is exactly forty, and we have another game that is forty and a half. The, the, with the over-under. and uh, all, Except that game has an explanation. These two teams are just flat-out bad. Uh, Patriots minus 3.5 against the Jets with a 40 over-under. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I mean, 40 over-under. I, I, I guess you take... You have it at 3? Yeah, 3.5. 3.5? Three uh, I'll, I'll take the 3.5. Um, I think... These teams are fairly evenly matched, as weird as it is to say. Um, so I'll take the extra points. Uh, look, I, I think... don't know how hard everyone's trying from the perspective of coaches all the way on down. But just, like, let's be careful here about taking Adam Gase instead of Bill Belichick. Like, let's be fair. Let's, that, that's a fair, that's a fair, that. that's a fair assessment. I just, I, I just, 
the three and a half of the – like I said, it's not going to be one of my five. I just think the Jets are the are – the, I can't believe I'm saying this. I, I'm saying it for, like, gambling reasons, and the only the only slight hesitation I have is that exact hesitation that you, you – that for that exact reason. Um, man, I – Oh, and also about this game before we we should probably stop talking about this game because it's it's horrific. Um, yeah, uh, Scott Hansen, do not. Show oh my this God, game. the New England Patriots. <laughs> the easiest call of the year so far. The easiest call of the year. Wow, the New England Patriots in the Scott Hansen zone. I can't believe it, Craig. I'm also going to request. I'm giving you a little bit of time. I'm also going to request. You may have it already in the can, but I'm going to oh, request. I, 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 knew, I knew you were going to ask for this, and I've got yeah. it. Don't worry. Nice. I was going to say since we've got eight games in the can for the four o'clock game, I'm good for the four o'clock slate. I'm going to need a, a double Scott Hansen week 17 from you. Yeah, uh, I next knew up, you were though, gonna ask. the Dallas Cowboys head to New York to take on the Giants. Uh, Cowboys two and a half point favorite. The Cowboys off the mat, baby. They got their fans all riled up. This line was actually Giants uh, plus three early in this week and has been bet down to Cowboys minus two and a half. Hey, you know what's fun, you guys? Having to take the Giants in the suicide pool in week 17 with $8,000 on the line. Oh, God. That's the world I live in right now, <laughs> you guys. That is the world Matt Pierce lives in. And that's not really? the only because he's, yeah, he's got to pick two. He, I got to pick two games this week, Bill, because we've been picking. We, there were a lot of guys left because we were in week uh, 13. This is a pool that had something like, I don't know, like 800 people in it. And we still had like 400 people in it in week 13. So everybody had to start picking two games. It was either week 12 or week 13, but it was a long – so I've been picking two games for like the past month and a bit and uh, have still been surviving, and we're down to 14 people in this in this uh, eliminator pool. And I got nobody left. I'm t- I got the Giants at home against the Cowboys. This is my best spot with the teams I got left, along with one other game. That doesn't make me feel very happy either. But uh, here we are. Um, Cowboys minus 2.5 uh, heading to New York. What do you think, Bill? Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think I like the Cowboys here. I, I, I mm. think the Cowboys are a better team and they're a little more reliable. That um, Even with Andy Dalton at the helm, I think he's gotten better as time goes on. I mean, the, the first couple weeks were a bit rocky, but I think they've established what they can do now. They're like they're seeing the playoffs, right? Like in an ugly, ugly fashion. Well, yes. So here's their situation. It's very clear. The NFC is pretty easy. The winner of this game, be it the Cowboys or the Giants, will be cheering for the Eagles to beat the Washington football team on Sunday night football. If the Eagles beat the Washington football team on Sunday night football, the winner of this game is the four seed in the NFC playoffs. If the Washington football team wins, they are the four seed in the NFC playoffs. So basically, you've got to win this game to give yourself a chance in the night game. And you hope the Eagles win. And, and, and you know what? If we're in the Taylor Heineke era for Washington football team, maybe they will. Um, so you have to win this game to give yourself a chance. I think the Cowboys win this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the Giants. I got I'm and uh, I'm offering the Giants. I wrote it down on the plus three when I when I did it on uh, Monday. So if you guys want the Giants plus the three, or if you, if, you know, if you like the Cowboys, I'll give you the two and a half. But um, I'm, I'm on the Giants. I, th- I think this has all been a big setup for the Cowboys fans. Um, the Cowboys fans didn't want to make the playoffs. They wanted to be put out of their misery for weeks seven through 15, like seven through to now, basically. And now they're like, wait, we can make the playoffs. Let's go for it. And this is exactly when Andy Dalton and, and the New York Giants just get 
just kick them right in the in the in the nuts. I think. I'm, no, I'm... I. Here's, I think that this is the way you get kicked in the nuts. You go, you win a game, you win this game, and then the Washington Football Team has some sort of miracle win against the Eagles. Isn't that the way this goes? Maybe either one wouldn't be great. Losing to the Giant, losing to the Giants by uh, by the Cowboys. I know, I know, it, it doesn't sound glamorous betting on uh, Daniel Jones, but this is going to be one of my five. And I also hate that I was boxed I'd into it. Like to present you with a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. It's been a tough year for the NFL, relatively speaking. Relatively. Okay. Speaking. Now they are still the number one television property in North American sports by a significant margin, but ratings are a little bit down. Mm-hmm. Advertisers not necessarily thrilled with the networks, including with Fox. If you're a Fox executive, wouldn't you like to tell advertisers that, oh yeah, you should probably tune in on Sunday. We've got the Dallas Cowboys hosting Tom Brady's team. Mm. Yeah, that's it's a little bit. It's definitely a little bit of conspiracy. It's something to consider, conspiracy-wise. Doesn't fill me with confidence having to take the Giants in the suicide pool. Yeah. That's for sure. No, I, I, I understand. I'm not trying to make you feel bad about that. All I'm saying is, if I were a Fox executive, and I'm thinking to myself, what do I want to put on television at 4:35 on Sunday? Tom Brady's team against the Dallas Cowboys is pretty high on my list of things that I'd mm. like to do. That's so, true. Not out there. So. Yeah. Um, so you guys are both on the Cowboys. I'm on the Giants for this one. Uh, it's kind of interesting. This is the first game we talk about where both teams will officially be trying, I think, the yep. entire way. Uh, yep. Last game of the 1 o'clock slate. Uh, therefore, unfortunately, making Cowboys-Giants the marquee matchup of the 1 o'clock slate. Uh, last game of the 1 o'clock slate. Falcons head to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Buccaneers minus six and a half. These two teams played two weeks ago in Atlanta when Atlanta blew a big lead to Tom Brady. Stop me if you've heard that before. Um, I'm not sure. How hard are the Bucks trying in this one, Craig? Uh, the Bucs uh, have this on the line. If they lose this game and the Rams beat the Cardinals, uh, actually, I think if they, yeah, if, if they lose this game and the Rams beat the Cardinals, the Buccaneers will be the sixth seed in the NFC playoffs, which means they will, if all the favored team wins, uh, favored teams win, go to Seattle in round one of the playoffs, which doesn't sound t- terribly fun. Uh, if the Bucks win this game, they will play the NFC East winner in the first round of the playoffs. Now, I would probably want to play the NFC East winner if I were Tampa Bay. So you would think that the Bucks are going to try to win this football game. Mm-hmm. Now, if the Rams lose to the Cardinals... The Bucks are locked into the fifth, sp- the the number five spot. They play the NFC T- the NFC East winner, no matter what. But the Bucks will not have that piece of information during this football game because the Rams and Cardinals are in the later slot. Well, I'll I'll give you this piece of information and do with it what you will. Um, the Sharps are on Atlanta this week. Now that to me suggests that they think that Atlanta that. Um... The Bucks may not, maybe at halftime, they don't necessarily have all their ducks in a row for this one. And Atlanta's going to at least come out slinging the football. I, and, and, and yeah, that's certainly possible. I just saying that if I were on that Tampa Bay coaching staff and that Tampa Bay roster, I know what I'd want to be doing next week. And I don't want to fly to Seattle. I'll tell you that much right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Uh, Buccaneers minus six and a half in Atlanta. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I think you got to take the. Bucks here. They're just a significantly better team. I know Atlanta got the lead last time, but I, I don't know that it will be that easy again. So I'll take the Bucks. Uh anything on the six and a half, Craig? I want Tampa Bay. Okay. Um 
Yeah, I think I want the Falcons in the six and a half, but uh, they're not going to be one of my five. But um, probably have some tickets with the Falcons on them for funsies. Uh, heading to the four o'clock slate, the New Orleans Saints uh, head to Carolina to take on the Panthers and Teddy Covers, who covered yet again on the road, twenty and two as a road underdog. God bless that Dan Teddy Bridgewater. Um, Saints coming off the aforementioned uh, second greatest fantasy performance of all time from Alvin Kamara, who on Christmas Day basically ended most fantasy football final matchups. The Saints, minus six and a half. Uh, What else can you say other than take Teddy Covers? This was my easiest pick. Uh, This this was one of my five. I'm, I'm taking the Panthers and Teddy Covers getting six and a half at home against the Saints. What do you think, Bill? I'm not as confident as that. Um, I don't know. Like I, New Orleans looked real good last week. Like they were damn near unstoppable. And I know that's the the Vikings' defense fault for a lot of it. Um, but there just was no obvious holes in that offense. The defense looked a little shaky. But I don't know that Teddy's going to be able to capitalize there. I, I think I like New Orleans here. I think when New Orleans has all the uh, they're firing on all cylinders, they're one of the best teams in the league. So give me New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans have anything to gain here, Craig? Uh, yeah. So their situation is as follows. If they win this game and Green Bay loses to Chicago and Seattle beat San Francisco, the Saints get a bye in the first round of the NFC playoffs. Mm. So that's not like Chicago's got something to play for. Uh, it's not crazy to think that perhaps you might see the Saints um, – the Saints get the first seed. They just need three things to go their way. Seattle needs three things to go their way. Green Bay only needs one. So that's the the situation the Saints are in. They've got something to play for here. Uh, and the Panthers uh, are playing their fifth string left tackle. And that's the person who's going to be dealing with Marcus Davenport. And that's the person who's going to be dealing with Cam Jordan. I have concerns about that. And the Panthers are coming off a week in which they needed a bunch of breaks and things to go their way to beat a Washington team that was basically completely imploding. So I think that the Saints are the way to go here. I know it's six and a half on the road. I understand that. I just think that the Panthers offense is going to be in a bad way because that offensive line is too banged up to deal with the Saints. Excellent defensive front. How dare the pair of you gentlemen come on to my podcast and disrespect Teddy Covers like this. I won't have it. I will not I'm stand sorry. for it. <laughs> How Can't dare play. the both of you? <laughs> like, I'm yeah, I'm on I'm on Carolina and they're gonna be one of my five. I just in Teddy Covers I trust. I'm gonna get him tattooed on my back. I'm gonna get Teddy Covers. I'm gonna get a Teddy Covers tramp stamp, I swear to God. Um <laughs> yes, Taylor Heineke and Dwayne Haskins. Uh there are mm. at least three quarterbacks on the Saints roster. Maybe four, if you can't, Emmanuel Sanders, who are better than Taylor <laughs> Heineke and, and Dwayne Haskins. That's Just based enough. on the week-to-week adjustment for the Panthers. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, next up, the Green Bay Packers are heading to Chicago to take on the Bears. Packers minus five-and-a-half-point uh, road favorites. Um, the Sharps are on Chicago. I'm on Chicago. I think it's a, a letdown spot for the Packers. I think they could even, the, the, like, if they win this game, it's going to be close. Here's why I'm on. Here's why I'm on the Bears, and I and I I fully expect that this is why the well, although the Sharps have been on the Bears all season, they love Trubisky, uh, the the Bears as long as Trubisky's playing. They loved him at the beginning of the season. Um, and what? How many W's do the Bears currently have? They are eight and seven. So the Bears win total, I believe, is nine or eight and a half or nine at the beginning of the season. So the Sharps are highly invested in the Bears getting a win. Packers need a win to clinch the NFC by. 
Uh, Bears need a yep. win to get in the playoffs, period. If they win this, they're in, period, Craig? They are, if they win this, they're in, period. If they lose and the Rams beat the Cardinals in the battle of backup quarterbacks, the Bears also get in. So the Bears have a shot to make the playoffs even if they lose this game. But the only way to make it a certainty is if they defeat the Packers. Here's here's why I, I think the Sharps are going to be on. I fully expect, because this is the only game, the Packers are the most public team that ever publicked in the National Football League as far as bets. All the hype is around them, especially after they slaughtered Tennessee in the snow. And when you, you know when you win a game, you know when you look that good in the snow, you get that extra bump on the hype machine. And, on prime Yeah, in, in prime time, no less. And, and they look so good right now. And they definitely are the team to beat in the NFC. And I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be rooting against them hard in the playoffs because I hate the Packers and everything they stand for, those ugly uniforms. Not a big Aaron Rodgers fan. Respect his talent, but, I mean, he's playing for the wrong team. But uh, I, I fully expect when I wake up Sunday morning or even Sunday afternoon, whenever, and I check the Action Network app and it lets me know what side the money is on and what side the tickets are on, I fully expect 90% of the tech tickets to be on the Packers, and then the, but all the money will be on the Bears, meaning the Sharps will be on the Bears and the public will just overwhelming. It's going to be like 90%. It's going to be like two weeks ago when, they, when 97% of the tickets were on the Rams in that game against the Jets, and the Sharps were just like doubled over laughing <laughs> as they took that 17.5 of the Jets, and then the Jets outright won. It won't be quite that bad, but it'll be a reasonable facsimile of that where all the public money will be on the Packers because this is the only like truly heavy public favorite team that it just looks unstoppable and unbeatable right now that will, for the most part, be trying the entire way, I would imagine. Probably a little bit of scoreboard watching going on with the Saints with the Packers, but I know the Sharps are all, hey, on, are all over the Bears, and the Bears are going to be one of my five. they got to try the entire way because no matter what happens with the Saints, if mm-hmm. Seattle beats the 49ers and Green Bay loses this game, then the Seahawks get the first seed. So unless Ooh. the Seahawks unless the Seahawks and Saints are both getting blown out, Green Bay's got to keep going here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just fully expect the, the everything I just said, that like 90, 90% of the tickets are going to be on the, the Packers, and you just it's a, a fade the public spot for the, uh, for the, for the pros, I would imagine. Uh, Billy, Bears getting five and a half at home against the Panthers. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I think I like the Packers here. I, I think the Bears are coming off two big wins, one against my Vikings, which – the Vikings didn't look good there either. The other against the Jags. I don't know that the Bears aren't getting a little too much respect here. Uh, Green Bay has been significantly better all year. Uh, I think they're going to be able to move the ball on Chicago because no one's been able to stop Green Bay from moving the ball for the most part all year. Um, and, and that Chicago offense just isn't reliable enough for me. If they can get moving on the ground, they're probably okay. But I don't know that they will, even against a soft defense in Green Bay. So give me the Packers. Uh, the uh, Bears and Packers played uh, earlier this season in uh, Week 12, a game that at one point was 28 to three in Green Bay's favor. Uh, 41-25 was the final, but that made the game look closer than it actually was. It was not close. No. Uh, did Full start that game, or did Trubisky? Oh, that was, that was Trubisky, and Trubisky had a decent second half, and that actually kind of propelled them because Trubisky had. Uh, uh, even against Detroit, a game the Bears lost, Trubisky played pretty well, and then he's played well the last three weeks in which the, the Bears have scored at least uh, 33 points in every game. The Bears have actually scored 30 a game in the last four with Trubisky at quarterback. 
I don't think they're scoring 30 this time just because there's going to be a situation where game script is going to be working against them. They're going to be behind. I, 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 this is not going to be one of my five. I don't love this. I think I want the Packers side of this, but I don't love it. I, I, I like the Bears. I love the Bears. I, I just think uh, – I, I think – I mean, the pa- – the, it's weird because you love the Bears' defense. You hate the pa- – it, the Bears' offense has been damn good the last three weeks, and then you're going up against the Packers' defense, which sucks, and then you got the Packers' offense, which is awesome, against the Bears' defense, which is fairly awesome. So, I mean, unit-wise, I guess you'd say the Bears have an edge, which is weird to say. But I just anyway, I'm, pa- I'm, I think the Packers' offense has a significant edge over anybody is yeah, what I would say. They, exactly. They might just be super transcendent right now. But, uh, yeah, I'm on the five and a half just because I'm, I'm following the Sharps because uh, that's just what I do because I'm not smart enough to explain why I like the Bears other than I just think, I, I think that uh, the well, defense so the might be able to slow the, the Packers the, the, down. Exactly that. Is the, the, the defense slows the Packers down just enough, and you're, taking, and you're getting five and a half points between two potential playoff teams and you get five and a half points to the home team. Like that's that's a good number to take the Bears right there. Yeah. Uh, next up, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have locked up Trevor Lawrence thanks to uh, back-to-back Jets wins. They head to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Colts fighting for a playoff spot. Colts minus 14-point favorite. Craig, what are the Colts uh, scenarios here? The Colts scenarios are the most dire of the AFC teams. And they at least get a little bit of information before this gets going. But the Colts need one of the following things to happen. Otherwise, they will not make the playoffs. Buffalo must beat Miami. That, uh, that's one of their things. Pittsburgh must beat Cleveland. That is one of their things. Houston must beat Tennessee. Um, actually, no, that's, that's, that's not true. Houston, Tennessee can go either way. But they basically need one of the Bills, Bengals, or Steelers to win. Otherwise, the Colts are in a bad spot. Is there a chance the Colts are out at 4 o'clock and they rest their guys? There is no chance the Colts are out at 4 o'clock because okay. if um, if the Titans beat the... Um, if the, the Titans... Beat the, 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 the Texans rather beat the Titans, uh, then the Colts are in if they beat Jacksonville. Okay. The Titans can still miss the playoffs if they lose the Texans in Miami, Baltimore, and Cleveland all win, and so do the Colts. So that's there's five outcomes that have to go against Tennessee, or six, I should say. But still, the Titans could miss the playoffs. Madness. Um, yeah, Colts minus fourteen. I, I mean, I guess I'm on the Colts side of this, but I don't. I, I like a bunch of other spots. I mean, I'll likely have the Colts side on this one when uh, when I actually bet on this game. But uh, I don't like it for the purposes of this contest. And, I mean, we mentioned it earlier. Jacksonville, like, they've got no reason to not at least try yeah, to no, the I, season I on a W, right? I <laughs> like, want the Jets the, are going to be one of my five. Fourteen's too many. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe not. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Colts minus 14 against Jacksonville. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think to get to 14, you're relying on a defensive score. And I, I don't know that that's worth putting money into so i think i take the points here um i don't think indianapolis is going to be able to completely march all over them but i think you just don't know how much jacksonville is going to try um you know the colts are trying jacksonville it's up to them but they're free rolling now so they might as well try um so i'll take the points Next up, the aforementioned Tennessee Titans head into Houston, and they are looking to win and clinch playoffs by Titans minus seven and a half on the road. 
Um, after getting dismantled by the Green Bay Packers in prime time, Texans aren't great. J.J. Watt called out everybody in that Zoom interview this week. A little bit of performative art, I thought, by uh, by J.J. there. But um, well, J.J.'s calling out the wrong people. The roster is doing exactly what it, like, this is a horrific roster. Mm-hmm. There's one good thing about this roster. It's Watson. Everything else is bad. So to me, yeah. if I'm J.J. Watt and I'm pissed off that the team's losing, maybe you get chastised. Now a lot of these people have since been fired, but chastise the people who brought these players in. Yeah, and 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 and, and to, to be to put a, fi- a finer point on it, jettisoned very very good players to do so. Mm-hmm. And you know, not to harp on JJ Watt or anything, but he had an offside on a critical fourth and five in that Bengals game that uh, you know kind of flipped the script there. So perhaps look inward uh, sometimes. I'm torn on this one because I mean the Titans will be trying and the Texans are awful, but man, seven and a half at home with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would hold my nose and take the Texans, but I don't feel too strongly about it. What do you think, Billy? Yeah, I'm I'm not in love with either side here. Um, Yeah, I'd probably take the Texans here. Tennessee's got a lot on the lineup, as you guys discussed, but um, I don't think they've been playing as well as they have been for the last little while. So earlier in the season, I'd be all over Tennessee here. But uh, I, I think where we are now, I think I have a little more faith in Houston getting a, a bit of points. Uh, Titans minus seven and a half on the road. What do you think, Craig? I'm uh, I'm going to take the Titans. I think they're ticked off. They look bad on Sunday night. I think they just come out and, and, and kind of steamroll this. So. Uh, give me uh, give me the Titans and look. JJ Watt had a nice speech, but I think the Texans team like look they didn't look bad against the Bengals. Like well, I shouldn't say they didn't look bad. Like they 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 lost to the Bengals, which is awkward. But uh, the Texans uh, the Texans I think have packed it in. And also, and this is again an off season podcast thing, but they're it's more likely than not the Dolphins have the third overall pick in the NFL draft thanks mm-hmm. to the Texans. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. That is nuts. I don't know what they'll do with that. Probably Jamar Chase, but still, that's fun to think about. What is Derrick Henry's Henry's rushing yards for this season right now? Uh, I was thinking about this. Like, oh, man, are they going to try really hard to get into 2000? Uh, Unless they want to wear his legs down to nubs during this game, they are not doing that. So I suspect that's not something they're going to go for. Um, What what does he need? He needed to have a bigger game against Green Bay in order to make this a conversation. Uh, he needs 233 yards. I I mean, maybe. That's not impossible. Yeah. No, it's not impossible. But, uh, like, if they're in a situation where Derrick Henry has got 170 yards, they're probably got the game well in hand. Do you want to give Derrick Henry the, the other eight or nine carries you need to get to 233? No, Consider not. Consider got a playoff game in potentially six days after this happens? Yeah. Uh, just something to think uh, about, something to keep an eye on. Uh, yeah. I just want to warn and, the public know, out if, there about if that if sort of thing. He breaks a couple long ones early, and all of a sudden he's got he's got a hundred yards in the first quarter, which you know maybe then you, maybe you start having the conversation. I just think that the last seven or eight carries that you're going to need to make this happen are not carries you're going to want to give out with you because if with the, the new rules and the way things are, there's a playoff game Saturday afternoon at one o'clock. Now, do you want to be doing that on Sunday at four twenty-five, knowing you have to play again on Saturday at one? I don't know. No. 
for sure not. Uh, next up, the Los Angeles Chargers head into Kansas City to take on the Chiefs' backups because they got everything in the AFC all sewed up. Chargers minus three and a half point favorites against the Chiefs' backups. Uh, absolute stay away from me. I don't. I. I mean, I don't this even know how I'm going to muster. Game, obviously, I, why am I watching Chad Henney against the Chargers? Yeah, right. Like, eh. yeah, mm, I might do that. No. Yeah, bad. Uh, the Chargers are. I mean. No, I, I can't even bring myself to take it. Because, like, I could see Anthony Lynn getting outclassed by the Chiefs' backups. I truly could. I could see Andy Reid just being like, I'm just going to try a bunch of crazy shit with all my backups and it working against Anthony Lynn and the Chargers. Chargers That's minus true. three and a half on the road. What do you think, Bill? I kind of like the Chiefs here. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I think playbook alone gives them yeah. a huge advantage here. You know, like, it's the same plays. I know no one is Patrick Mahomes, but uh, it, it's still a phenomenal playbook. And every time they run a play, when you're watching that, you don't know where it's going and what they're doing. And the, the looks they have are fantastic. So that you're, alone you're, gives Kansas City the edge. You're right about that. And I agree with you that I would want the Chiefs here. But the playbook looks a little less cool when Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill are no longer in the playbook. Right. I mean, you say right. that the, the coaching uh, advantage is 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 stark, stark mm-hmm. in this football. Game. Yeah, I mean, you say play. that though, Craig. It's just a talent difference. Fair, yeah, but I mean, like we've seen Chad Henney come in in some mop up scenarios and and has scored on some trick plays though too, right? Like like we we've seen That's some true. shit, and so uh, I maybe Chad Henney's just like. Just out there, you know, with the old Brett Favre. Oh, he's just having fun out there, you know, like Chad, like Chad Henney's just out there, just doing silly crap last, and scoring touchdowns. Last comment about this game, and this is absolutely hindsight because if if this had happened at the time of the draft, I would have been mortified and infuriated. Where are the Dolphins at if them and the Chargers switch quarterbacks before Week One? Oh boy, I mean. They're 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 probably right there with Buffalo right now, aren't they? Maybe. I mean, I mean, we say that, like that but the that, Dolphins are ten and five, right? But yeah, uh, but it's is, absolutely is that a, an upgrade. Is that a two-win two upgrade if you have Justin Herbert instead of two Tagovailoa? Like, I think maybe. Yeah, they, I think, they lose. They lose at Denver. Probably not. Like, I don't know. You're probably just, right. Yeah. Again, that's totally hindsight. If the Chargers, if the Dolphins rather had said, "Oh yeah, we're taking Herbert and leaving Tua on the board," I would have had an a conniption during the draft that I said, you guys are idiots, but, and, and I know it's early on a year into this. Uh, we all thought Josh Allen might've been the bus quarterback of, uh, of his draft class uh, two years ago. And now he's mm-hmm. got the guy who should have been the number one pick. So things change, but uh, yeah, through, uh, through one year, I kind of feel as though uh, the dolphins may have, uh, may have got the third best guy of the three quarterbacks who went in the top six of that draft. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the example of that that you always kind of that people always kind of harken back to is uh, you for you remember Rick Meyer had a better year one than Drew Bledsoe, Craig. Yes, he did, but, uh, and that uh, that did <laughs> right? not. Like, yep, yeah, that did no, not. No, no, that and that ended up not being uh, not that ended up not staying true for sure. Uh, next up, I got to be honest. It, I, I thought maybe you were going to make this the Scott Hansen game for the week, uh, but for the four o'clock slate. But I got to tell you, this is my favorite game to bet on this week. Uh, it's definitely going to be one of my five. The Las Vegas Raiders headed to Denver to take on your boys, Craig, the Broncos, and the Raiders are two-point road favorites. Uh, give me the Broncos. They're going to be one of my five. 
And I don't even feel like I need to elaborate after what I saw the Raiders do on Saturday. The Raiders shouldn't be road favorites against anybody. Their defense sucks. I realize it's Drew Locke and and kind of, sort of, some Broncos scrubs, but I don't care. They're going to win this game. The Raiders are going to lose. Gruden's going to should be in the hot seat, but he's got like a 10-year deal or whatever the hell he, the Raiders gave him. It's going to be hilarious when Drew Locke wins this football game. Uh, I'm, Broncos are one of my five. What do you think, Craig? I'm not betting on this game because I'm not. Um, Fair. Here, you know what? Here's the thing: the the like the Drew Lock, like you know, super great performance like he had against Houston last year, Carolina this year. There's been a couple games this year he's been pretty good. If he has one of those, oh yeah, his quarterback rating is 158.3. He went uh, 24 for 29 for four scores and 288 yards. I, 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 I'm kind of like cheering for that to not happen from the, like, you know what I mean? I just like, mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. don't think this is going to be the guy who's an upper echelon NFL quarterback. And if that's the case, then what are we doing here? Um, I think this roster is truly a quarterback away from contention. If everyone's healthy and you get Von Miller and Jarrell Casey and all these guys back next year, Cortland Sutton, I really do think the roster is not far away from contention. I think the offense is not far away from being good, but you need to, uh, you need a little help at quarterback, and I don't know if Drew Locke is help at quarterback. I think the Broncos probably win this game, but if Locke like secures his job for next year in this game, A, I think that's a bad evaluation process, and B, I think that's limiting the ceiling of the 2021 Broncos. Yeah, I, I agree, but which is also kind of what I'm banking on is the Drew Locke, I'm going to make everybody in the Broncos staff think about it performance. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, isn't that what's happening with Trubisky right now? Like, hey, maybe Trubisky absolutely. has in the corner. But look, oh, they're hey. already in Chicago. Oh, you got to love this, Bill, right? They're already talking about bringing Trubisky and and, uh, and Matt Nagy back. And I'm like, yes, which is why well, there's another reason to take the Bears. The Packers play in the long con, right? Like, <laughs> hey, let's, let's take make a dive sure, against the Bears. Make sure this right? guy's here next year. We don't want them going out and acquiring, you know, Sam Darnold and Darnold being good all of a sudden. Um, yeah. Oh, that's that's fair. That's absolutely because, like, Trubisky has played like Trubisky has played his way into having the job next season. Absolutely. Like, you can't. Like that's that's happening now. Even if the Bears lose and they don't get in the playoffs, Trubisky's played his way the last couple of weeks into having that job next season. Unless the game against Green Bay is absolutely horrific, and maybe Locke puts himself into that category. Now, I I, I like Locke more than Trubisky long term, but still. Yeah, like I mean, like Trubisky would have to go full Delome in order to. It would have to be like yeah, you're throwing five picks and doing something like really awful. Uh, yeah. for them, and and you know what? Here's the thing: even if you throw the five picks and lose. If the Rams beat Arizona and you get in the playoffs anyway, it won't matter. So, again, bad evaluation process. But if they make the playoffs, even if it's 8-8, eight and eight, Trubisky's coming back next season. Uh, Raiders minus two road favorites in Denver. What do you think, Bill? I kind of like the Raiders here. Oh, interesting. I, yeah, I, I don't think Denver's very good. And I know the Raiders aren't anything special. They did hold their own with Miami, at least, even though it was sloppy, to say the least, at the end. Um, I just think they're a, a better team and I think they're able to move the ball pretty efficiently and, you know, they're terrible on defense, but I don't think Locke is good enough to really capitalize on that. So give me the Raiders. All right. Uh, next up from the four o'clock slate, the Cardinals versus the Rams. Wolford Hundley. It's a playoff spot on the line. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awkward. Uh, yeah. we'll say that from today. Uh, Kyler Murray had a full practice today. So oh, I suspect we seeing Kyler on Sunday. Now, that being said, we have not seen good Kyler since he 
had that shoulder injury. Yeah. And I don't think like, like Kyler's clearly banged up. Like there's, there's no way around that. And that was very evident against the 49ers on Saturday. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I think I still want the Cardinals. That being said, based on the way that Jared Goff played against Seattle this past week, there's no way that John Wolford's a downgrade at quarterback. Mm. Right? Like, yeah. Goff was horrible. Like, John Wolford's going to be at least that good. So, if he's a little bit better, maybe the Rams' offense gets going a little bit. That's, uh, that's interesting. Uh, John Wolford, um, has not played a competitive football game since 2019. Uh, Blake Bortles is now the uh, third string quarterback for the Rams. Once again, he's been signed off of Denver's practice squad. That's all you need to know about the Rams quarterback room. Uh, I, I think it's the Cardinals, but it would not surprise me if John Wolford makes the Rams offense run a little bit better than it has been the last few weeks. I think you got to be on the Rams here. The Cardinals minus three yeah, Cardinals on the road. The game, but the uh, the I, I I do like I, I think the game is close, so I do like uh, the Rams with the spread for sure. Also, the coach we talked about the discoaching barrier in the Chiefs, Chargers, and the Patriots, Jets. Good lord, this one as well. Like McVay versus freaking yeah. Kingsbury. Forget about it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm on the Rams here. They're not going to be one of my five, but I'm going to have a few tickets with the Rams on it, even if John John Wolford's under center, and I fully expect him to be because the Goffer Goff absolutely destroyed his thumb in that game last week. It was tragic. Uh, Cardinals minus three on the road in L.A. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I think the uh, the quarterback gap in Arizona leaves things a little bit of a question mark. I, I, I like I certainly like the Rams here. If you don't see Kyler Murray. Um, but if Kyler Murray plays, I think you got to go with Arizona. So I would say as of now, the Rams, because I think we won't see Murray. So <clears throat> give me the Rams, I guess. I think they're a much better football team when they're playing well. Uh, but you shake up the, the personnel like this, and it's really hard to predict. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the Rams for this one. I just think that I'm, I'm going to trust with Mc, in McVay to – Coming off the last couple of weeks where they have not looked good at all. Um, last game of the 4 o'clock slate, the Seattle Seahawks head into San Francisco to take on the 49ers. 49ers getting a extra day's rest with the Saturday game where they upset the aforementioned Cardinals, despite the fact that their kicker, who they officially retained today, Robbie Gould, was a mole on the Cardinals' side in that game, attempting to steal money from me and people just like me. But uh, the Niners wouldn't let him. And uh, they ended up winning the game anyway. Seahawks minus six uh, on the road. I think this is a good spot to once again take San Francisco and a defense that you know will attempt to perform. I know the Seahawks got a number one seed to play for, but uh, the games between these two teams are always tough, uh, regardless of the pieces involved. I'm, I'm taking the Niners, and they're going to be one of my five. What do you think, Bill? Ooh, um. I think I like the Seahawks here. The Seahawks have been playing good football. Um, what do you have it at? Five, six? Six. It, it, it opened up at Niners minus four and a half, and the public came in heavy on the Seahawks, and so it's now up to six. It's four yeah, and a half on You're still yesterday. under touchdown here. I think I like Seattle. I, I think they're going to win this game, and I think they're going to win it fairly handedly, but once you get over a touchdown, I'd be nervous. So give me Seattle where it sits now. Oh man, I I like the Niners. What do you think, Craig? Uh yeah, I kind of like the Niners too. I think six is too much. Mm-hmm. Robert Sala, like, Seattle, like, like he's coaching Seattle. for a head coaching job, right? Huh? 
Yeah, and Seattle, um, they had to go into the fourth quarter in a kind of a jump ball situation against a Rams team that was getting nothing, nothing from their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I The Seahawks just simply are not playing very well right now. No. And uh, I like the Niners. Although it is a little bit nicer. For, it's got to be a little bit nicer for Russell Wilson knowing he doesn't have to go up and score 40 points every friggin' week, though, right? At least at least the Seahawks yeah. are giving him that, right? Yeah, defense has played a little bit better. Now, I don't know how much of what was happening on Sunday was the Seahawks defense playing better compared to Goff being terrible. Like, it's, pro- it's a little of both, obviously, but still. All right. The Sunday Nighter. The Washington football team, and presumably Alex Smith, certainly not uh, Dwayne Haskins, who I wonder, before we talk about this game, Dwayne Haskins this. Pardon? I just say, Dwayne Haskins, step into my office. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because you're fucking fired. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you guys this question. Uh, Craig, you can ask first, and then we'll go to Bill. Um, who is more likely to have a job as a quarterback probably not probably as a backup quarterback not likely as a starter but who's more likely to have a job as a backup quarterback in the nfl next year dwayne haskins or cam newton dwayne haskins i think that's the answer too and isn't that insane it is insane because i think cam might just say because look here's the thing i i truly don't believe Cam's skills have eroded. I just think that his body does not allow him to be an upper echelon NFL quarterback anymore. And this is what we talked about before the season that, hey, like if 2016 Cam Newton is in there, this is a great gamble by the Patriots. Even if they don't like, you know, it's it's a great gamble either way by the Patriots. They 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 made the right decision. Um, but 2016 or 2018 Cam Newton, not available. I just think his body's been beat up too much. So he's just not that guy anymore. I think that it's the for Cam the most likely situation is he just kind of walks away from the game here, doesn't like like the Patriots are probably going to have to go another direction. Like they can't really expect to oh, compete absolutely. with Cam at quarterback next year. Um, he just hasn't played well enough. So maybe the Patriots say, okay, let's run it back with Cam one more time with better guys uh, elsewhere on the offense. Like that's that's possible. But I think that Haskins is uh, Haskins wants to play next season because he needs the money. Cam doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, Dwayne Haskins accomplished something that neither Ryan Leaf nor Jamarcus Russell before him were able to accomplish, which which is just be out of the league within like 18 months. Like it it, just based on purely on attitude and performance. Washington football team. Now Haskins hasn't played all of them, but the Washington football team has played 31 games. And after 30 games with Haskins on the roster, they said, you know what? Forget it. Now, part of that was events leading up to the week with the the strip club situation and all that stuff. But, geez, like, that's pretty quick. Now, the one thing that is to be said for this decision is the front office that drafted Dwayne Haskins is no longer part of this. The coaching staff that drafted Dwayne Haskins is no longer part of this. So that makes it a little bit easier to cut ties because you can say to the media afterwards, like, not on the record officially, but you can sort of say to people, like, we didn't even want this guy. Like, we just sort of took this job and he was already here. You know what I mean? So it's a little bit of a different conversation. But still, um, I think Haskins is more, like, and maybe Cam wants to play next season. I don't know. I I've obviously haven't talked to Cam Newton. But I think there's a chance that Cam just says, you know what, forget it. Like, I think okay. that is pretty much on the table here. And and if he does all, yeah. all the power to him, he's a great player for a long time. But the way he played, just his body wasn't able to hold up. And that sucks. But I think there's a chance that Cam just says, I'm, I'm done, guys. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I could also see Cam being a backup in, in like, Kansas City or something next year, right? Like, I don't know. 
It's certainly possible. I would yeah, like, like to if, see, I would like to see Cam in a system that has good players. Yeah. You know I what I mean? Like sure. he's form in that system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think that he's not playing with other good players right now on that New England offense. I'll tell you that much right now. It's, it's, oof, geez, bad. Uh, anyway, the Sunday night of the Washington football team heads to New heads to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. And the football team is a minus one and a half point favorite. That to me says that Alex Smith is going to start this football game. Um, I'm pretty sure he's going to start at this football game. He didn't practice today, but that was uh, at like per the plan of the Washington football team where they are not going to be rushing him. And he's come out and said that he felt like he was on the precipice of being able to play last week. And the team was just like, no, forget about it. <laughs> like, just please, for the love of God. Uh, but it looks like it's going to be Alex Smith versus Jalen Hurts. There's a scenario where this game could be worth somewhere between five hundred and eight thousand dollars for me because the other team I took in the, in the uh, in the pool was the Washington Football Team. So <laughs> there's a chance I watch this game. Do, depending on the situation, you're going to do a little bit of hedging here. Probably, I'm gonna have to like, but there's also a situation where I'm watching this game curled up in the phenol position, sucking my thumb the entire time, just like I'm so scared. But yeah, uh, the football team minus one and a half against Philadelphia. What do you think, Billy? Um, the football team it is. I think Um, Philadelphia is terrible. I'm not hugely sold on uh, on their QB. And I think if Alex Smith is in this game, he's someone that I know, you know, he's not going to make a terrible amount of bad decisions. Um, he'll manage the game exactly what we expect of him, and he'll he'll do it well. So uh, give me Washington here. I know I will say with the Eagles that uh, karma, if you believe in that, which I don't, uh, but karma kind of swung back the other way for me uh, in, in terms of we mentioned the Colts, how, how the Colts kind of bent us over at uh, in the second half of uh, that particular game. Uh, the team I one of the teams I chose last week in this in the uh, eliminator pool was the Philadelphia or sorry was the Dallas Cowboys who were down 14-3 and looked very bad and were giving up 70-yard touchdowns to Deshaun Jackson who I didn't even realize was still alive let alone in the National Football League and uh, yeah they were down 14-3 and the Eagles got the ball back and didn't look like the Cowboys could stop them and then I was like well we're done here and then it all flipped around and the Cowboys absolutely killed them the rest of the way on route to a a just easy easy victory and I also had the Cowboys in the in the pool last week so that was that was fun but uh, yeah cuz it was just a classic slot of uh, classic spot of Everybody getting too hyped on Jalen Hurts, who I thought looked good and breathed some life into that team. But at the very time, it was still a rookie quarterback making his second official start as a starter as a road favorite. And I'm just, you got to bet against that, right? This is, I mean, God, this is it's just easy stuff. Now, this is a bit tougher because it's a, a potentially one-legged or no-legged Alex Smith going into this game against uh, Jalen Hurts on the road. God, it's going to be tough. Uh, football team minus one and a half. Where are you on this one, Craig? Uh, I want the Eagles. Mm. Just like they're they're at home, like they they're they're playing to to put a damper on the uh, on the football team season. Uh, Alex Smith uh, was off to the side of practice today, so if this is a Taylor Heineke situation, I don't know if I love that. But they'd always plan to sit him out, so. Uh, Smith said he feels like he's good to go. We'll see. 
but even if it is Smith, I I, I kind of like Hurts here. Um, I kind of like the Eagles. I think this is uh, this is a good spot for them. I think that Hurts can at least make some plays happen when the pocket breaks down. That being said, we do have to at least talk about the possibility of Chase Young winning this game by himself because that guy is out of his mind right now. Incredible. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a scenario where I didn't think anybody could surpass Vaughn Miller in terms of uh, what I call the, uh, well, I'm just going to call it the Matt Pierce kiss on the lips award, where if I ever meet Vaughn Miller, I'm just going to be like, Vaughn, I need to kiss you on the lips because you won me so much money when you were the MVP of that Super Bowl. There's a chance that Chase Young has a shot at that title if <laughs> if this game has any meaning for me uh, on Sunday like, night in this pool, right? Like <laughs> he's easily defensive rookie of the year, and and look, yeah. I understand this is a season long award, but if you were giving out the award based on just December, isn't Chase yeah. Young the defensive player of the year? Oh, absolutely. If it, like, again, yeah, if it was a back half of the year award for sure. Like I think that like you could make an argument that amongst the ten most valuable players in the NFL the last month. Like, he's on that list, quarterbacks included. He's been that good. Like, every mm. single play, even the game against Carolina, which Washington lost, two, it was two competitive. Yeah, because Chase Young was just, like, taking the ball from the Panthers from time to time. Like, oh, actually, no, I'm going to take the ball. Like, again, mm. he was going up against a fifth string left, or a fourth or fifth string left tackle for some of that game. But still, he was just devouring those guys. Unbelievable. Yeah, he is so good. I mean... <laughs> Uh, maybe you got a shot. Do you want the Matt Pierce kiss on the lips title or not? There, Chase Young. Ball's in your court. <laughs> oh man, I could think of no better way to segue into our Week 17 picks. Um, Craig, uh, why don't you go ahead and kick us off for Week 17? Yeah, sure. Uh, I am going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars to start, and my reasoning for that is as follows: If Buffalo, Baltimore, and or if uh, Miami, Baltimore, and Cleveland win in the, the the first window, or actually no, just Baltimore and Cleveland, if they win in the first window, and all of a sudden the the Colts look up at the scoreboard and it's twenty one to three in favor of the Titans, there's a situation mm-hmm. where the Colts are just like forget it, we're done, and yeah. maybe they still win the game, but they're not winning by fourteen points. So I'm gonna take that now because I have a feeling that this line changes if the Colts don't get any of the outs they need in the early window. Yeah, it might be minus I, ten at that point or something. You know what like I mean? That, like yeah. a couple of points are gonna get taken off this line if the Colts don't get any help from Pittsburgh or from Cincinnati, right? Yeah. For so sure. yeah. So there's there there's that part of this. Um so yeah, there's uh there there's that to consider certainly. Um but uh, and certainly like Pittsburgh is the big one. If they, the Colts don't get any help from Pittsburgh, they're in a bad way. They're in a bad, bad way. Um, so uh, I, I think that that's definitely something to, to look at for that game. So I'm going to take the, the Jaguars and try to do it early before I, I have to give up a few extra points. I'm going to take the um, I, I've been thinking quite a bit about it. But I'm I'm going to take Buffalo. I think they try just hard enough that it's okay. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'll take the buff. I, and this line is probably five or six points if you knew that Josh Allen's playing the whole game. So I'll take Buffalo. I'll give you the minus uh, one that it, that it was sure. earlier in the week for that Should. one, Craig. I'm going to take Buffalo. Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm going to take the Chiefs, rather, uh, as opposed to the Chargers. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Uh, I'm going to take the Vikings. That's and a good one. I'm, yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna take the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. 
Billy, 0-5 last week. Nowhere to go but up from here. Who you got? That's the spirit. A uh, mm-hmm. couple I'm in with, Craig, being Buffalo and the Kansas City backups. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take Tampa Bay. I'm going to take New Orleans, going against your boy. Ooh. And I will take the Rams. Mm-hmm. I like that Rams pick. I really do. Um, I'm going to be with you on San Francisco, Craig. Give me San Francisco. I'm taking the Giants. I'm 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 sticking with it. I think that's a letdown spot for the Cowboys. Hopefully, conspiracy theories aside, uh, give me Chicago. I'm taking the Bears. Plus, I'm taking Trubisky plus the five and a half. God help me. Um, I'm taking Teddy Covers. I'm going against you, Billy. I got to take Teddy Uh-oh. Covers plus the six and a half. It's it's happening. And I'm taking you, boys, Craig. I'm taking Denver. So Giants, Bears, Niners, Panthers, Broncos. That is my five picks. I got 46 wins on the season. I got a shot at Bills wins total title as long as I don't completely fall apart. If I go four, I got I got a chance to break the 50 win barrier for the season. That would be pretty sweet. I don't think I can break Bills. Uh, I'd have to go five and zero in order to break your win percentage record, though, Bill. Because the year you set the uh, the win total record in year one with forty seven wins, you also had four pushes. So that uh, so that was ostensibly like just ostensibly a fifty win season for you. Ties a win. One. Yeah, ties a win. So yeah, the 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 all time record was your. You, the all-time record is your week one, uh, is your year one record where you finished 47, 34, and four. Great record so far. I got a chance at 50, 50, and and 34-ish type thing there to potentially break it if I have a good week. But uh, we'll see. Oh, but I'd love to see a 5-0 for me. Uh, that'd be great. I'm, at the very least, I'd like to finish 10 games over 500. So as long as I got a couple of these right, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a good one. And Bill, you gotta. You're hovering around. You're 39, 40, and one right now. So you got a good shot at uh, finishing above 500 yet again. I don't think you've ever finished below 500 as far as we've done this. So that's something to shoot for. Um, crossover podcast available with the crossoverpodcast.com, Facebook.com/slash crossoverpodcast, and SoundCloud.com/slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the crossover podcast. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. So please listen to us there and leave us a review. Pump up our numbers on those particular websites that is probably going to be it for this week check us out uh, we released two last week obviously you don't need to go back and listen to us talk about week 16 but rob and i discussed uh on we released on christmas uh day our mandalorian season two wrap-up where we talked about the back half of that um, I would imagine at some time this week, I just don't know when, but uh, sometime in the next week or two, we will do our Wonder Woman 84 podcast. So check out that. The Royal Rumble's coming up. So, you know, Mac and I will be out talking Royal Rumble. And then you guys are going to be back talking freaking football playoffs for the next five weeks. So we are still there are doing set. Or sorry, I should, there are six NFL playoff games next weekend. That's exciting. To think yeah. About. So awesome, yeah. Three and three instead of two and two next, yeah. uh, two and two next week. It's gonna be there's gonna be one, four, and eight, all on Saturday and Sunday. That is going to be quite glorious, if I if I do say so myself. Although we've never the quest for eighteen, the quest for eleven is dead. It's now the quest for thirteen, is uh, as it were. But uh, and we've never come close to going eleven and zero. So uh, here we go. Maybe we get. Sorry, go ahead. I said we're not going to do it this year either because it's that, <laughs> yeah because be, it's thirteen yeah so Peter to get thir- against the spread getting thirteen straight right that's 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 pretty crazy. 
it's tough, but uh, every year we give it a shot, and this year will be no different as, as we will attempt to go 13-0 against the spread. But, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, that is it for this week. We'll talk to you next week, and, uh, yeah, expect a Wonder Woman pod at some point. But at the very least, we'll be back next week breaking down once we know these playoff matchups and talking about and making picks for the six games that we will get next week. Craig, Bill, as always, pleasure doing this with you guys. Take care, and we'll talk to you next week on the Crossword Podcast.